If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to it, folks. Time to keep going here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN Live Bet Saturday carries on. I'm Danny Burke, your host here in Chicago. Alongside me for the next several hours there at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in Las Vegas, we got Jared Smith at Jared Lee Smith, where you can follow him on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 for myself and at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Loaded show, tons of college basketball action like Jared tweeted out uh, we are on selection Sunday Eve so we have a lot to look forward to a lot on the line with these conference tourneys some guys will help us delve into that uh, Aaron Moore going to be joining us a little bit later in the show get some of his picks that he's got for the later games tonight in college basketball and we'll just talk general outlook for March Madness so Aaron will be joining us in about a half hour or so and then we'll have Zachary Cohen also helps here as Beeson's reporter and editor covering many different sports but we'll touch on some basketball with Zach that will be coming up next hour so we'll get some of their thoughts and uh, hopefully we can get you some winners along the way but Jared, my man, I know you're happy already today. How about your alma mater, buddy? The Nittany Lions making it to the Big Ten Conference Tournament Championship game. Have you just been riding them this entire time? So I bet them yesterday. I didn't bet them on Wednesday. Actually, sorry, I didn't bet them Wednesday. I didn't bet them Thursday, but I did bet them yesterday. I, I thought... Yesterday was a pretty good matchup for them against Northwestern, a team that really struggles to make shots. Today was I, – I, I don't have any words for, for how they played today. 
Um, and, and again, Indiana, I thought, was a little flat. And that's kind of the volatility of these conference tournaments, especially the high major conference tournaments. Although we kept preaching parity in college basketball, mm-hmm. yet we get one, two in the Big 12. It does look like we get two of the chalkier teams in the ACC with Duke and Virginia. So it, it, it is interesting to kind of see it play out kind of on form, except in the Big Ten where you had multiple double-digit seeds make it to the semis for the first time. You also had, I believe it's been eight of the 11 games have been won by the lower-seeded team. And you get yeah. Purdue, the number one seed in the final tomorrow, which I think that I would assume that's where the run ends. Although, to be fair, I thought the run was going to end for, for Penn State today against Indiana. It looked like it was shaping up to be one of those all-Indiana Big Ten finals with the two rivals, Indiana and Purdue, going at it. But listen, Penn State played great. They're a very well-coached team. They make a ton of threes. They've got one of the best players in the country in Jalen Pickett. I'll be honest, now you get them into that, let's say, 8-9 game perhaps. And then they maybe get a crack at the one seed in the second round. So they're a team that can make some noise if they saved any of those three-pointers for next week. That's the only concern, Dan. (laughs) I hear you, man. Yeah, I wrote them yesterday, too. Took a little piece with them against Northwestern. I mean, that was a thrilling game. And for them to bounce back in the fashion they did today against the Hoosiers, credit, all the credit going to Penn State, uh, your school there. And like you said, may come to an end tomorrow. But who knows? You know, Purdue, we've seen them fall short in many big situations before. I'm seeing this line, Jared. uh, It looked like it opened five and a half or so, and now as high as six and a half, although six seems to be the common number in favor of Purdue total 135 in the hook. Objectively speaking, uh, how would you look to bet that early on? Yeah, I, I think Purdue's the way to go again. They, they, they played him. I think they played him twice. Actually. Yeah. They played him twice this year. They got blasted both times. Um, <laughs> and I think when you look at this Penn State team, yeah, they won by 20 at home and then by 13 it was a, a semi-road game. The game was played in Philadelphia. But it, I just don't think – they don't really match up well with a lot of those long, big athletic teams. And let's be honest, in the Big Ten this year, there aren't a lot of them. A lot of the Big sure. Ten is a, is a spread-it-out league, especially with a team like Iowa and, and, and some of the other teams in, in, in the Big Ten. They don't have those big-bodied athletic guys like Zach Eady that can just eat up space in the middle. Penn State doesn't have – they're one of the worst – actually, I think they are the worst offensive rebounding teams in the country, if not in the bottom ten. They kind of spread you out and, and make shots, and, and I think if they can make shots, that's the great equalizer in, in any game in college basketball – but I don't – I hope, fifth game in five days, you would hope that they've got some bullets left in the chamber. I, I, I don't know if they will. I would say Purdue would be the bet there, objectively speaking. But I will not be betting that game except for with my heart um, because I've only watched Penn State play in the Big Ten title once in my entire life. Um, and I've yeah. only watched them play in the NCAA tournament once since I've – you know, become a fan of theirs. They played in the in the mid '90s with the Crispin brothers, but I wasn't even. I was like five or six years old at the time. Uh, but it's it's been a while. This is the heights that are kind of unmatched for this Penn State program. And I unfortunately also think it's going to be Micah Shrewsbury's last rise. The Penn State head coach. It seems like every school that has an opening wants Coach Shrews to fill it. 
Yeah, well, I'll be rooting for you at least. I, I don't know if I'm going to get involved in the game. I'll probably wait in-game, but uh, you know I got to root for our guy. So I'll be sweating that out alongside you. Anything to get the top of the charts with Purdue off there and uh, get another team in the mix. Love that. Um, Jared, we got some action going on, of course, right now with some of these championship games. And first, I want to take it to a game that just went to halftime with Texas and Kansas. I actually did get involved in this game. I took Kansas minus a buck 30 on the money line. Seemed like it ended up being a very popular play throughout the public audience. So maybe not necessarily good to be on that side, but hey, Kansas is trailing six right now. And if you're looking at bet MGM, Kansas catching two in the hook on the live line, plus 130 on the money line, minus a buck 65 if you want to lay it with the Longhorns. And the total I see at 148 in the hook. Did you have anything pre-flop, or if you did or didn't, would you get involved now? So I, I like TCU yesterday, and, and that didn't work out well. Texas looks to be kind of on one of those runs right now, mm -hmm. and they've been a very streaky team this year, and they're clearly streaking in a positive direction today. Even though they've only made three from the arc, they're, they're playing really well defensively. They force eight turnovers yeah. in the first half, and it looks like, they're getting out rebounded, but it's it's one of those tight games. I would expect this game to stay tight down the stretch. But listen, that's been the problem for Kansas this year. If you want to ask what the bugaboo is, they do get a little turnover happy at times outside the top 100 and turnover percentage this season. And just overall, when you look at their turnover percentage, it it's something to be desired over the last three weeks. If you shorten that sample size, it's outside the top 115. So if you want to ask what the bugaboo is for the Jayhawks this year, maybe not as buttoned up in the backcourt with their ball handling and, and turnover certainly the issue today. And anytime you give up eight in the first half to a very good Texas team, not, not trending in a positive direction. But that being said, if Kansas can clean that up, shooting 40% from the arc, they've only gotten the line three times. I'd expect that to change in the second half. And maybe you get a favorable price on Kansas here as a you know pre-flop favorite now a halftime eh, I would say what slight two three two and a half point underdog right now over at BetMGM yeah and even though I'm already invested in this game I, I still think I would lean toward Kansas I, I don't know of how eager I would be with the taking the two in the hook I think you could wait just a little bit in case Texas gets out to an early spurt there in the second half and then it jumps up to maybe like four in the hook or above because for a second, when they were down by seven, I think it was, it did get the four in the hook. And I tried to get a little piece of Kansas, but didn't get it in time. But you're absolutely right. Like, there's nothing that's incredibly alarming from Kansas aside from those turnovers, which you would hope that they could kind of ease that down, correct that, stay organized, disciplined. And three-point shooting, you're fine, right? Four of ten, and you haven't been getting killed from beyond the arc. And also, it, they seem to have missed a lot of open shots, kind of easy shots within the perimeter as I was watching that game. So if you can get some of those to get knocked in, again, maybe not enough for them to win, but enough for them to cover whatever adjusted line you're looking to get. And also, too, Jared, I mean, you know, Grady Dick has really not been impactful in no. this game, to say the least. One of five from the floor and just two points, and he kind of hurt a couple of their transition plays by missing some open looks himself. So, again, that's another big piece that they need to get going. And if you think that is going to happen, then Kansas could be an attractive look. Yeah, Wilson's been the guy so far, 17 points. Yusefu's got nine Again, not a ton of explosion from Kansas's offense so far. It's been a very one-sided um, affair, and, and Texas has done a good job getting to the line. They've got a very balanced scoring attack. They've got three guys off the bench, each with a couple of buckets. You know, Rice has eight, Disu has six. You know, there's not one key guy that you can kind of hone in on. So 
Texas is a very dangerous team. And, and, and again, we, we've discussed it at times. The winner of this Big 12 Conference tournament, I think, is deserving of a one. I don't know if Texas is sure. going to get it. But it's, it's really hard not to say after Texas winning three straight here in this tournament, whoever wins this tournament, I think, is deserving of at least a seeding boost just based off of how hard it's been. I mean, Texas has had to beat a, you know, three really good teams just to get to this spot. So I, I, I've been really impressed with this conference this year, and, and I, I would certainly expect this game, you know, considering it's, it's the best conference, championship game of the best conference, to have a little bit of weight down the stretch. Some other updates in the Big East championship game. Not looking too good for Xavier here, Jared. 33 to 12. Marquette has this lead. Just incredible how quickly they got up to it. They're four of eight from deep. Xavier is 0 of four. And look, it's just been nonstop action from this Marquette offense. And Xavier hasn't had any rebuttal whatsoever. 15 in the hook is the live number. Even for the first half, this number is minus 20 in the hook. Even money if you want to lay it with the Golden Eagles. Look, I didn't get involved in this game. Uh, I leaned Marquette, but I certainly didn't expect it to look like this. Yeah, I, I had Creighton and UConn. Like, I, I picked both games yesterday. I thought both I favorites would UConn win. I was on too. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great spot for UConn. I thought as the under, you know, the four seed against the one seed, the fact that the lower-seeded team, you know, significantly lower-seeded team was, was favored in that spot. I thought the market was telling UConn was the better team. But they continue to shoot themselves in the foot in those tight games, and I think they're going to be a very interesting team come tourney time. Xavier, I don't know what we're getting with Xavier on any given night. They've had some injuries this year, and they've kind of been all over the place. But listen, Marquette's defense is trending up. They play in a conference that's had, you know, a pedigree of getting to the Final Four at times with Villanova last year. Villanova, of course, winning it multiple times in the last decade. So I don't see why a team like Marquette can't win this tournament and make a run next week. Well, we'll keep you updated on that game. We'll keep you updated in the Big 12 and all the other big conference action we've got going on here this Saturday night. He is Jared Smith out there in Vegas. Danny Burke here in Chicago. It is Live Bet Saturday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets wherever. Whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. for gambling problem. 1-800-522-7700. Welcome back into VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. Happy to be with you. Danny Burke, your host here in Chicago, co-hosting alongside. It is Jared Smith there in Las Vegas at the Point host, you know, and spa as we're taking you through all the college hoops action tonight. Just some more quick updates uh, with some of these games that are going that we haven't touched just yet. Uh, let's take it to this matchup, Jared, with Utah State and San Diego State. And Utah State, uh, that was a pretty entertaining game yesterday with Boise, and they had to claw back a little bit. Doesn't look like they're affected too much by maybe that late spot and then having to exhaust a lot of their energy. But again, they're up 29 to 28 heading into the second half in this game. This is not one that I found that appetizing pre-flop to get involved with. And I can't say I've watched it right now, but uh, I don't know if you've kept an eye on it. I've been following it closely. Is there anything you'd maybe suggest for that matchup? I I did like Utah State pre-flop. 
and I got him at plus 105, plus 110, somewhere in that price range on the money line. And, and you know, if you wanted to catch the two, that's fine. Because this is, as you can see, low-scoring game, close game, uh, pre-flop total in the high 130s, which for San Diego State's pretty high. But, again, these are contrasting style teams. Utah State, one of the better shooting teams, not only in the country, but also definitely in the Mountain West. They're a top-10 EFG percentage team. And they're another team that I think is dangerous in the tournament next week because unlike a lot of the other Mountain West teams outside of New Mexico, which unfortunately doesn't play enough defense to, to be in the tournament after you know the, the end of the regular season that they had, the other teams in the Mountain West are a little more slow plotters. And I think Utah State's one of those teams that if they can stay hot from three, and we heard one of their best players, uh, Taylor Funk, say that earlier this week – praising the Vegas court. They were just at UNLV 10 days ago. They played well, won that game, and now obviously have won two games in two days here at the Mountain West Tournament to get into the final. And not shooting it well so far. I'd like to see that shooting percentage rise in the second half, sub 40% from the field, 22% from the arc. But, but again, San Diego State is kind of a bricklaying team themselves, and their defense is, is definitely the strength. They're getting a lot of rebounds. They're not forcing as many turnovers as they usually do. In fact, it's Utah State winning the turnover battle right now, which I would say is a surprise at this point. But I think the Aggies have to be happy because they're 2 of 9 from the arc and they're 5 of 10 from the line, which is, is well below their expectations. And yet they're up at halftime against the top seed in the conference. So I, I do think Utah State wins this game. Um, you probably can find the, the halftime price very similar to what the pregame price was. Yeah. And I would be willing to bet Utah State, especially if San Diego State maybe gets a couple of buckets to start the second half and you can get a plus three and a half or a plus four in your back pocket with Utah State. I think based off of the first half, I would expect this to be a very close one possession type game. Yeah, and Utah State had a lead as large as 11 in this game. Now, they still do lead only by one. Whole half to go, and like you said, pretty close to that pre-flop spot. Plus one and a half is what we're seeing at BetMGM. You do have to lay minus a buck twenty-five at least here in Illinois if you want to go with the Aggies. Uh, total at one thirty in the hook money line for San Diego State minus a buck twenty. But we'll keep an eye on that one because I like your synopsis on it. And man, Utah State has been a fun team to watch, especially in this conference tournament. And we know how lethal San Diego State can be, as you also alluded to, and. Jared, I think I've kind of flipped a little bit, maybe not entirely, but when you're looking at this Mountain West Conference, a lot of these teams, I mean, the top three, right, they're really tough. And I think they're going to give a big headache to some of these teams in the tournament. How far they go, I'm not necessarily sure and not necessarily certain that I'd want to put some money on it. But I think <laughs> from a game to game standpoint, this could be a very intriguing conference to back for the first couple of rounds. Utah State, definitely. And again, you look at San Diego State and Boise State. I think those are the three teams from the Mountain West that are going to be mm -hmm. in the tournament. I think that's where you draw the line. The, la the latter of the two, the Broncos and the Aztecs, are not teams that scare me and that are going to separate from me offensively. They're teams that want to slow things down. Even Boise State, that's why I loved Utah State yesterday. When you look yeah. at Boise State's defensive numbers, very good full season. Ken Palm top 20, but you go short sample size. Over the last three weeks, I, I use Valentine's Day as kind of a month, 30-day window that I like to examine. Um, Bart Torvik lets you kind of one of the rating services. We talk about Ken Palm a lot. We talk about Haslam. Bart Torvik's the other one that I like to use. And you can filter it by time. And that recent form for Boise State, they're outside the top 100 in Torvik's adjusted defensive efficiency ratings in the last month. 
So a team that relies on their defense not playing very well defensively down the stretch. San Diego State's, uh, you know, first in those ratings. They are a team that is very buttoned up defensively, but they're worse offensively than Boise State. He's got a couple of creators and, and a couple of guys that at least can you know, make some plays off the dribble. San Diego State is just a really bad offensive team, and I think that's where I struggle with the Mountain West in the next group of games. You see it against each other, and a lot of those teams kind of mirror each other. you got a couple of good offensive teams, Utah State, New Mexico being another one. But for the most part, in that conference, it is very slow, very methodical, very good defensive league. So I don't know how that's going to translate to the NCAA tournament. I think Utah State, if, I had to, if you asked me which is the one team that makes a Sweet 16 run in the Mountain West, I think it might be Utah State. I would still give San Diego State their due because of their defense. But Utah State can be explosive. And I think that's what you hope for when you're trying to pick a team to make a run that, as a dark horse out of a mid-major conference, you know, in the NCAA tournament. You want a team that can be very explosive from three, and, and I think the Aggies fit that. Taking a look at some of these other games, Texas Southern up 46-45 to 45 over Grambling State, plus one in the hook if you want to take it with Texas Southern despite them having the one-point lead. Short total in that spot, 114, now down to 113 in the hook. And then we got Tulane and Memphis, Jared. Uh, it's been all Memphis, 59 to 36, 19 in the hook on the live line total at 143 and a half. We have resumed action between Kansas and Texas in the Big 12 championship game. It's still looking good for the Longhorns here, 49 to 41. We talked about that four and a half number. Uh, if you waited a little bit and well, now you can get it if you want to take it with Kansas. Plus four in the hook is even money. Total now up to 151 in the hook with some juice to the over, minus 125. Texas minus $3. The Jayhawks are at plus 220, Jared. Yeah, it's been a good start to this second half, I guess, for Texas, um, extending that lead just a little bit. I, I would say at this point you just have to believe Texas is the real deal. And, and you know, if you're, if you're a pre-flop Kansas backer trying to get in at a better number, I, I, I would just maybe let this one go. Um, if you, ha if you don't have a position on the game yet, sure, I can make a case for Kansas keeping this close. But I I'll be honest, Kansas has bigger fish to fry. I mean, I, I think it – and we talked about this during the break, more so in the lines of what Marquette's doing to Xavier in the second half if it's a 20-point game in the final and Xavier's already clinched the spot in the, in the NCAA tournament, obviously. You know, it, it what's the real, uh, you know – effectiveness of putting all that effort out there when you got to turn around in a few days to play an NCAA tournament game, that's really where your effort should be. I, we're not at that point yet with this Texas-Kansas game, but if it does get to that point, that's where live betting doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it ain't going to be a close game if, 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 that's, right. if that's the way that you know, the script will play out over the last 15 minutes or so here in the second half. So Texas is certainly capable of getting hot. They have started this second half hot here at the first media. Um, Kansas still there, though. Eight-point game. You know, 10-8 in the second half. Not a, not a crazy margin in either direction. But um, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all, Danny, if Texas put some distance between themselves and the Jayhawks in the second half. I think Texas, both of these teams in the Big 12, and I would say maybe two or three more, man, we, we, we should be talking about them in much higher regard because it, it has really been a fantastic year for that conference. Yeah, and look, you also make a really good point, too, in terms of 
perhaps considering it from an in-game angle, bigger fish to fry for the Jayhawks. And it's not that they're just going to, you know, bend their knee and give up right now. But if it gets to that point to where it's clear that it's going to take almost an insurmountable amount of effort to get back in the game, you might not see the type of effort that would typically be displayed when you know you have bigger things to look forward to. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we don't get to that point because I'm sweating out Kansas, <laughs> but definitely something to be aware not of. Not yet. We haven't raised the alarm <laughs> yeah. yet, Danny. Not Fingers yet. crossed. We'll see. 49-41, Texas with the lead. Uh, we'll get into this game a little bit later, but I just wanted to say, Jared, because uh, we're about to hit a break, I will be sweating out the MAC championship game. Oh, boy. Took a piece of Toledo on the money line here. Did you have anything in this game? No, nothing for me in the MAC. The only game I have later we can get into is Conference USA. I did take UAB over Florida Atlantic, but that line's moved enough to where I don't know if I would bet it right now. Okay, all right. I think we may be button heads on that one. <laughs> it took a little piece <laughs> of FAU, but hey, makes good content for it the show, does. baby. So uh, we're all here for it. But we will be here for the next several hours. And joining us next to get his college basketball plays, Aaron Moore, decent contributor. That's college basketball all the time. He'll unveil some of his plays. He's got out this Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VSAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to help you get ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Only VSAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets. Tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus you'll get access to our big dance bracket and betting guides. And these guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. So sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe welcome back to the show it is vsin live bet saturday danny burke live here in the windy city out on the west coast our guy jared smith broadcasting out of the south point hotel casino and spa on a busy saturday evening with all the college basketball action happening and we have selection sunday and the big dance to look forward to soon enough to help us break down all of that let's go ahead and welcome in aaron moore vsin contributor sports media professor and you can follow him on twitter at pub relation prof as in professor p-r-o-f aaron happy to have you on my man how have uh how have these conference tournament games been treating you so far Conference tournament games doing pretty well, Danny. Uh, other than that Utah Valley State future I had last night, wow. still smarting over that one. Ooh. Yeah, that'll, that'll have you stinging for sure. But hopefully he can make a little bit of that back tonight with some of the action I know you got going. Although I can't say uh, I'll be rooting for you in this game, but I know Jared will be because it looks like you two will be on the same side. I'll be oppo with UAB in FAU with that Conference USA game. So ex explain to me your position here and why you're siding with the team that you are. So if you look at it, Danny and Jared, that Florida Atlantic has really been one of the biggest stories in college basketball this year, and they've gotten a lot of publicity, a lot of love for that 30-3 and record. 
But I'm going to argue that UAB could be FAU if it wasn't for some bad luck. If you look back at UAB's season, in January, they lost three straight games, two of them on the road by a bucket. So those were a few losses right there. And then a week or so later, they lose Jordan Jelly Walker to an injury, and they lose a couple games. So they lose those games. They don't have the same cosmetic record as Florida Atlantic has. But now they're playing each other in Conference USA championship game. And in reality, I don't think Florida Atlantic is the team many people are making them out to be. Best wins are against Florida, North Texas. UAB is hot. They've got Jordan Jelly Walker. You give me the close game with the best player on the court who can score the most. I really like UAB, and I think this line is telling you something that it started, I got it early this morning, East Coast time, minus one on UAB. It's moving in their favor. You would think the public and the majority would be on FAU based upon all that publicity they've gotten this year. Yeah, they split during the regular season, uh, Aaron. I, I certainly agree with your with your take here because when you look at what UAB is, they're a little more tournament-tested with Jelly Walker, who's kind of been down this road before. And this is FAU's first you know, opportunity on this big stage at this big level um, to play for not only a conference tournament, but even if they lose this game, they're going to be in the NCAA tournament next week. And I don't know if the 100% is on UAB if they don't win this game, if they're in. In fact, I would lean to the no. So um, it'll be interesting to, to, to see if that motivation plays a factor here. And I also agree that the line movement, I got at even odds on the money line last night. I, I, I kind of had a feeling that the market was going to move in UAB's favor once I saw some of the other uh, sharper books uh, tilt. And it does look like it's going to close at least a two-point favorite for the Blazers. Um, ACC final tonight, Duke of Virginia. I, I said it during the break. I, I don't know how you have the stomach to bet an over with UVA, but I'm assuming it's number dependent. And I'm assuming Duke's going to probably uh, do a lot of the tempo setting for you. Absolutely, Jared. And I look at it this way that right now Duke is one of the hottest teams. Just look at what they did against Miami and Pitt. And it's always hard to bet an over with UVA. You just have a feeling no matter what, it's going to be an under. But these two teams played that really infamous 69-62 game in overtime in February. And in that game, Filipowski did not score. Lively only had two points. I know it goes into overtime. It still goes over. But those two guys right now are playing so well. And look at Filipowski in the middle. 17 points last night against Miami, 22 against the Panthers. I know those two teams are not the same as the UVA defense, but Filipowski is playing very well. I see Duke controlling the tempo. I see John Shire now really making his team look a lot different than they did a month and a half ago. So I'm hoping championship-level play, it's a close game, there's foul shots at the end, and, and that can just barely get an over <laughs> with the UVA. Hey, Aaron, I want to ask you, over on the West Coast with the Pac-12 championship game, I can't wait to watch it. Not sure I want to bet it. I'm completely torn. And so is the market as you see this primarily a pick between the Wildcats and the Bruins. Did you have a lean one way or the other on this game, or are you kind of taking that wait-and-see approach? 
I'm taking the wait-and-see approach, Danny, because once I heard about the Jalen Clark injury, I went and I got a future on Arizona plus 155 to win the tournament, just thinking that this was the way it was going to play out. And now with Bona's injury in UCLA, I think it's pretty hard to bet that game because you know UCLA is still going to play defense. They're still going to have guys to do that type of Mick Cronin defense. But now you got to be concerned. This is two big defensive players out. Arizona playing well. I'm going to sit this one on the sideline and just hope my future hits with Arizona. Yeah, UCLA, a fascinating team now to see if they can't figure out. And it's funny because the year they went to the Final Four and were a breath away from winning it all, they also lost two of their very key players a little bit earlier on in the season. And then they were able to mm-hmm. overcome that and uh, win five games and, again, almost – almost win the whole kit and caboodle despite missing a couple of their, a couple of their very key players. So I, I think this UCLA team is one of those teams you take a look at in the futures market. You're not really sure what you're going to get. Um, Aaron, is there another team? I know Houston's on your list that you think we really need to take a very close look at before we get to this weekend. Yeah, you know, Jared, I look at it this way. When so many people this time of the year are talking about sleepers, Cinderella's, who can go for long odds, I always like to say there's a reality check. And if you look, number one seeds really win the tournament a lot. They've won it 24 times since 1985. They've won five straight. They've won six of the last seven. So we love to look at it from a betting perspective. Who gives us the longest odds, the biggest possible ROI? But you really have to focus on the number one seeds. And I am really high on Houston. Not that I'm going too far out and saying I'm high on Houston. They're going to be the one or two seed in the entire tournament. Now, you have the Sasser injury that's somewhat of a concern. Did something to his groin hamstring injury. Was really looking at uh, Twitter today to see what the status is. And from what I can tell, it looks like there's a, a positive feeling he's going to play. But overall, I think Houston is in the best position of the number one seeds. If it's four or five, depending on what happens with UCLA and Purdue, that Houston is in a really good spot right now. And I think they're overlooked. Hey, Aaron, before we get you out of here, really quick, speaking of those number one seeds, and maybe you don't think about this with them especially, but in general, is there a team that is getting a lot of recognition, has dominated all year, that you're looking at for the tournament and going, I'm actually considering fading this squad? Absolutely, Danny, and that's Purdue. And I know Jared's going to be happy when he thinks about it from Penn State (laughs) point of view. But Purdue... The March version of Purdue does not look like the January version of Purdue. And I think with Edie's size and all the banging, everything going on, just watch him tomorrow. Look at him going down the court. He's not running down the court the same way as he did in January. And and Purdue, I'm, I'm concerned about Edie and just basically the wear and tear of the Big Ten season. Obviously, all the issues with Alabama and Brandon Miller, I think that's eventually going to catch up to them, that they're getting some positive um, home fans, so to speak, in Nashville. But when the tournament comes and the media spotlight gets bigger, I I want no part of Alabama. And Purdue is is another team I think you have to look to fade. Mm. 
Yeah, can't say I disagree with you, Aaron. You know, Jared and I, Big Ten guys, but uh, certainly the conference not as dominant as it has been in years past. And uh, it seems like a lot of it's going to rest on Purdue, a team that has certainly fallen short in past instances in the big tournament or in the big dance, rather. But it'll be exciting. We'll look forward to it and we'll look forward to more of your content, Aaron. Until then, my friend, thanks for making some time and uh, best of luck with your plays. Thank you very much, guys. Good luck to you as well. Great job, Aaron. You got it. Once again, Aaron Moore, great content covering college hoops. We'll have more of that content not only here on the show, but on VEASAN throughout the entirety of next week leading into the big dance. As we wrap up our one, we'll update you with some college basketball lines and talk a little bit of the NBA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. 
and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use toward dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler welcome back to the show our final segment for at least this first hour we still got plenty to go danny burke your host here in chicago and alongside is jared smith out there in las vegas at the south point hotel casino and spa big shout out to aaron moore taking some time last segment going over some of his favorite plays for today, some teams he is looking to back heading into the big dance, and some teams he may be considering to fade. And I know, Jared, uh, you and I are going to get into that momentarily, but I feel like we should spend a little bit of time on that showdown with Virginia and Duke that Aaron did have a play in, and you were kind of... uh, you know, laughing a little bit and, and not like at Aaron. It's just the fact that someone's sweating out and over in a Virginia game. It's always like, all right, you're willing to endure the pain. Good for you and best of luck. Uh, we have seen Duke seemingly peak at the right time, Jared, and that's been reflected in this betting market. Uh, does that reflect for your handicap with this game in favor of Duke? Yeah, I, I think when you look at what Duke is as a team right now, very balanced, very young and I would say improving, peaking at the right time, right? A lot of freshmen on their roster, Filipowski being the big one. They've got a couple of other role players that are freshmen, Jeremy Roach being the one holdover from last year's team, the experienced guy in the backcourt. But this was a Duke team, and if you take the full season numbers, and again, this is especially at this time of year when everyone's playing one-and-done type games, especially the bubble teams and the teams fighting for seeding, And then you get these teams in the conference tournament that are trying to win the conference tournament. So you start to see the personalities of their high-pressure teams come to the forefront. And Duke has been peaking. Look at the full-season numbers. They're not a good shooting team, 150th in EFG percentage. You take the last 30 days, they're top 25 in that category. And again, it's just getting hot at the right time. There's no formula. There's no magic bullet other than some teams just get hot this time of year. And right now, Duke is that team. And it's ironic because I haven't really talked a whole lot about Duke this season. They've been an afterthought in a very down year for the ACC. But they're in the game tonight as a favorite, despite being the lower-seeded team. And I think they're a team that you need to take very seriously if they can keep this up, not only tonight but next week. As for the actual bet itself, I I, I would just bet Duke in the game, guys. I, I, I just think 
they're the better team. They're they're playing that way right now. The over, it, you're ba- it's it's kind of like the it's it's like betting an under in a normal game is like betting an over for a Virginia game. <laughs> like usually yes. when you bet an under in any game, you're sweating from the opening tip. With Virginia, that's how you feel when you bet the over from the opening tip. But if Duke sets the tempo, then I could absolutely see this game having some pace to it. <laughs> that is the perfect way to put it in terms of betting and over. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better. And you're right. That That's what has to be dictated if you're betting the over. The correlation there with, all right, you like Duke. Well, there's a good chance that you're going to be seeing some efficiency on the offensive side. And I, I think you're right, Jared. Like, Duke does deserve to be the favorite in this spot pre-flop. I lean with them. I don't know if I'm going to end up betting them before tip-off just because the number has moved from two to three. And I'll probably wait to see if I can get a little bit better of an approach for an in-game spot because it's such a narrow spread. Look, if Virginia goes up 5-0, 5-2, something like that, it's going to alter enough to maybe make it worth having a bet there. But knowing that, all right, if you just wait a couple minutes till the game starts, you'll probably get that opportunity. And I, I think something else he said, too, that's important. Like, we can throw out all these numbers in these stats, and I do that a ton, and I know you like to reference them as well, but – which you said is absolutely right. I mean, sometimes it's just this team is clicking at the right time. This team is getting hot, catching their stride, and it couldn't come at a better moment. And we see this all the time in the conference tournaments. And sometimes that parlay is going into the big dance. Sometimes they lose some of that steam. But right now, it seems like Duke, much like Texas has appeared and in their game against Kansas, it seems like Duke is that team that, man, they're just getting everything to go their direction. Yeah, it, 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 unfortunately, that scenario looks to be playing out in, in the Texas-Kansas game that we thought, which <laughs> yeah. is, again, once Kansas realizes that mm-hmm. it's going to take just an enormous amount of effort and energy to come back in a conference championship game that doesn't mean a whole lot for their bigger goals. I know it's nice to raise a conference title banner in your arena, but this is the defending national champion. So it does look like we get a lot of these scenarios that do play out. Um, the volatility of these conference tournaments can be very interesting. And with Duke, you're, you're, you're seeing the flip side of it. You're seeing the upside of who they are. And again, this is a Duke team. There's no doubt about um, the talent level. That's not only on the court with the players in terms of their young talent, but also on the bench, John Shire, first year head coach, obviously stepping into maybe the most difficult step first year step into a new head coaching situation in the history of college basketball replacing Mike Krzyzewski, but it has been a seamless transition and you saw slow incremental improvement throughout the year. And now you're seeing the fruits of what is still a very, again, final four team last year, very talented team, very young team starting to play a little bit above their age now in this second season. And I wouldn't be shocked if they carried that over into next week, Danny. Yeah. Right now, like we said, we're seeing Duke as a three point favorite. Even one book has three and a half out there in your neck of the woods, Jared in favor of Duke going against Virginia. Total has seen a tad bit of alteration from one twenty three. Now up to 124, our friend Aaron Moore going to be sweating out that over between Duke and Virginia. That game tipping off in a little more than a half hour, probably 45 minutes realistically. But we'll keep you updated on that one as it progresses. And speaking of our conversation, Jared, that we had with Aaron, uh, you and I were saying we wanted to get into this a little bit more so, and it's the perfect time to do so. 
with teams that were perhaps looking to still invest in as we head into the big dance and some teams were looking to either stay away from or fade. I think we should start with the latter. I'm curious what teams you see <laughs> as squads that you're just like, I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole heading into the tourney. Purdue's on the list. Tennessee are, are the top two. I would say um, stay away from those prices. Yeah, I know that certain sports books offer the no on the national championship. And again, you don't want to bet those a lot. They're very juicy. But with a team like Purdue there at 11-1, it's not the worst bet on the other side because I just I don't see how they win a championship. Tennessee, obviously, much longer shot at 30-1. to I wouldn't get involved there. But I, I, I don't see the upside with those teams like I see the upside with some of the other, let's call them tier one teams across college basketball. With Purdue, and you watched it play out today, and if they weren't facing an Ohio State team that was playing their fourth game in four days without their best player, Bryce Sensabaugh, and let's be honest, the 13 seed playing well, well over their skis in a Big Ten semifinal, even they were challenged a bit today by a very undermanned Ohio State team. Defensively, they've improved from last year, but they have not improved enough for me to take them seriously. I love Zach Eady. He's a great player. He's probably going to be in the NBA next year, but I just I, I don't see him being one of those guys that's going to take over an NCAA tournament game unless the matchup favors him. We'll see what the draw looks like, but I, I don't put Purdue past the Sweet 16 this year. Tennessee, I'll be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if Tennessee got knocked out in the first round. Um, and again, okay. they're a team that I think their defensive numbers, because they play in a conference, the SEC, this year, Outside of Alabama, a very down year offensively for the SEC. So you look at those defensive efficiency numbers for a team like Tennessee, nose to toes, they're very solid. But then you dig into who they've played over this time, and it's a very, very athletic, very volatile league. So I don't, I don't weight those defensive numbers as much. And then their offensive numbers have been dreadful all season. We all know Rick Barnes is terrible in the tournament. And then, oh, by the way, Sakai Ziegler, their best, let's call him, orchestrator on offense is now out for the season. So it's just I, – I, there's just a lot of negatives, I think, with Tennessee. You saw it in the game against Missouri the other day, barely cracked mm -hmm. 70. And I think with Purdue, there's not enough defense, not enough consistency on offense for them to make a run deep in the tournament. The funny thing with Tennessee is I think that's been the most popular sentiment among uh, <laughs> us hosts here at Beeson is that nobody wants to trust Rick Barnes and this volunteer squad, and rightfully so. I mean, they have shown – Time and time again, uh, they are going to fall short probably. And who knows? Maybe they shock us, but I'm with you, Jared. Not putting anything into Tennessee. Purdue, probably fall short, but you got to think they'll get your hopes up just a tad bit. I'll tell you what teams I'm looking to avoid. Curious your thoughts on what I'm thinking. And then the teams we want to invest in. We've got that to talk about. Updating college hoops action. Much more as we get into Hour 2 here on Decent Live Bet Saturday. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.